Hello and welcome. Happy Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas and if you don't celebrate Christmas, I look like a grandma with these glasses on, don't I? If you can see me on the Zoom version, if this ever gets uh, aired as we record our Christmas podcast, um, which is uh, full of... full of fun and frivolity today because um, we'll talk a little bit about the football why not because that's what the podcast really about isn't it but I've also got some quiz questions so I'm going to test the uh, the participants of tonight's quiz on the questions and see who is the cleverest of them all there might be people dropping in there might be people dropping out as we record this podcast but uh, our cast tonight starts with Adam um, resplendent in his uh, in his his furry hat yeah, and yeah. his silly jumper, which is lovely <laughs> to see, Adam. <laughs> oh, it's great and to be. We've also again. got Amy, who's got the same sort of shirt or pullover on that I've got, which is the elf shirt. Um, and we have uh, Louisa, who is alongside Kevin De Bruyne, so she has a massive advantage because <laughs> he'll be able to whisper little things into your ears and give you the answer to the questions a little bit later on. Uh, later on, we might be joined by other people, as I say, as well. I'll introduce those when they come in. I want to say thank you to the Charles Louis Group, an advisory business, uh, advising on development finance, mortgage advice, estate agency. They started out life as a simple mortgage company offering buy-to-let, first-time buyer, and moving home mortgages. They now provide support for the whole property transaction process, including an independent estate agents, an expert commercial financial team, and renowned mortgage team. My sister-in-law's just moved house. So even in these uh, times of being locked down, they they do you know see people move. But I wonder sometime next year if suddenly everybody's going to start moving house. And if they do, charleslouis.co.uk, contact them. They'll sort you out and big, big thank you to them and happy Christmas to anybody from Charles Louis who is listening. So before we go into the Christmas quiz um, and get all silly, um, and we've already got somebody joining us now to add to another voice. This is Adam Perdue when he comes in, who is a former member of City Matters, who's no longer part of City Matters committee, but now uh, has asked if he can be part of the podcast as well. And he can be. So um, when we get him, he'll come in as well. So that'll be Adam. Um, but let's let's start by talking about the uh, the, the victory at Southampton. Now, personally, um, I thought that victory was pretty impressive. Um, I know it was only one nil, but I thought there was a lot more life in that performance. I thought there was a lot more mobility. I was particularly impressed if I had to single somebody out uh, with Bernardo Silva. I thought his movement and his his running and his energy added something to the to the game. Uh, but I, I generally thought City were a lot better. I also thought Southampton played pretty well, and maybe that helped because it was two teams actually going for it. And I was thoroughly entertained. So last week, I was feeling a bit down and uh, and and said my piece and said that the derby was terrible. So credit where credit's due. Um, here was a game that was very good and, uh, and, and very entertaining and a lot more promising. Having said that, there was one other game in midweek, which was the home draw with West Bromwich Albion, which... Frankly, it wasn't a lot better than the derby, I didn't think, um, and still lacked things. And, and if they were going to criticise the Southampton performance, I suppose it would be the lack of goals, the lack of of, of of really pushing that victory home. But equally, Southampton were on form. So how would you sum it up? Um, should we start with the ladies? Let's start with Kevin De Bruyne, who will be whispering in the ear of Louisa. So what, what's Kevin De Bruyne <laughs> got to say about this via you, Louisa? Hold on. 
Okay, right. This is what he says. Um, he worked his socks off and um, as usual, impressed. And I still think carried the team a little bit like he always has been doing. Um, but it just shows his great leader skills. Um, leadership skills um I yeah I enjoyed it um of course you all wish we'd get at least one or two more goals to make it comfortable but I actually felt quite excited the fact that um I had them quickly um but I actually felt quite excited because it was like anything could have happened and and they were giving us a game they weren't parking the bus whatsoever we weren't parking the bus and I just kept this anticipation that you that you miss that you get from these matches um and I think that they probably enjoyed it too I agree with Silva um he he's absolutely he's not been on form of recent times and I've really missed that old spark that he had but I felt I kept watching him off the ball and he was reading the game like anything he was preempting what was actually going to happen and most times he was getting it right um he was already doing runs he was already making runs and making himself available um and and he was you know and his control of the ball is is as outstanding as ever so i think he's been maybe working on himself or you know he's, he's been doing things to improve himself as well um and it was great to see you know walker you know sort of having, having uh cracks and one you can see him wanting to score goals from way back there and you know i always think it's fantastic when defenders in any team want to try and score as well you know because they're still part of the 11 and um they're still capable um and one of the things though that does bug me about the city is is just this pass stop pass stop you know um this isn't really what pep brought in brought to us this this wasn't this different football um and for some reason we've seemed to have gone into this pattern of it being just slow and deliberate and how many passes can we make before we attempt to even score a goal and even in front of the goal so like how many times can you pass the ball in front of the goal when just oh my god you know just just shoot. and then by that point all their players have come back anyway so there's no way through them there was um, a perfect example of that wasn't there when bernardo crossed the ball for riyad mahrez and you thought why are you not having a go here, Bernardo? You know, the goal's at your mercy. He crosses it to Riyad Mahrez, who actually looked a little surprised that the ball had been played to him. But apart from that, do you not agree that, that, that it was a lot better, this performance against Southampton? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I do think that we were being a lot quicker, um, a lot more pacier. And um, obviously then we had the the little trick from Edison as well, you know, of him uh, firing it right up the pitch. Um, I think that's that's the secret um, to 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 any even if you look at the other side of, uh, of the city um, back in the sort of 90s, you know, they were constantly it was like the bar was played over them. And then, you know, you'd have the speed of um, Ryan Giggs and you'd have the speed of them to, to sort of catch that ball. And then it's put practically one-on-one -on -one with, the, with the other goalkeeper. And I think that's what we need to turn into. You know, we, we have the speed, we have the players um, to do that. And Edison has got the accuracy and the reach to do it. And I think that should, that's our element of surprise and we need to utilise it more often. Go on, Amy, let's see what you've got to say about that, that performance. Were you cheered up by that, enthused by that? Yeah, it was it was better, totally better. I mean, the um, first half I listened on the app because I was helping my friend with her new house. Um, but what I could hear from Alistair Mann on the on the app was really really positive. You know, he seemed to be jeering everybody up. Um, obviously, we had a goal disallowed. You know, and I was like that in the conservatory going yeah, and then I went oh. <laughs> um, but like 
yeah, it was. Um, it seemed to be a lot better. I managed to catch the second half. Um, but like Louisa said, it's still that no taking shots thing. You know, Sterling waits for everyone to get back before having a shot, and you just, you just like, you just want to like send him telepathic thoughts through the telly, like, come on, Raz, get, get going, get on with it. Um, but yeah, I was surprised with Bernardo. I thought he might have took a shot. Um, it was a bit weird, really. But um, when you're saying about players who did really well, John Stones did really, really well. I'm really pleased with him. I know I've slagged him off in the past, and I have. I hold my hands up. Um, but he's he's coming back really well, and I'm really pleased about that. Um, and Diaz did well. Um, I know there was a bit of a thingy with their goal, but him and John seem to have a good partnership together. Um, and, you know, I still think we're missing that Aguero touch. I will say that, well, you know, we still need that firing shot. And like with Edison, he knows to pass to Aguero and then Aguero's off. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought we did really, really well. And it's better than what we've we've seen in the last few games, definitely. Now, we've got two Adams now. We'll come to the new Adam in a moment. And this is going to sound strange to you, Adam, the younger one. But uh, we're going to go to the young Adam, the senior Adam. Oh, very confusing first. So come on, Adam, tell us what you thought of it. I, well, I, I was I was impressed that we managed to get a win because, you know, you don't know at the minute about whether we're going to win or not. But um, I just felt, yeah, um, it was a it was a solid, solid performance. Um, we got the one that we needed. And sometimes, and particularly over the past couple of seasons, you'd have bet, us, bet on us drawing or losing that game. And that's why I was really impressed with our defenders, because I think that's where we've changed this season. We've become more solid, even though we're clearly missing a world-class striker and so to put it in the net more often, we're missing that clinical edge. We are looking really solid at the back. Um, and we spoke on the podcast about John Stones not being tested in the games that he started. It's, it, the stats are almost deceiving sometimes. Is he as good as the stats say he is? But at the weekend, you know, he, he was tested and him and Diaz uh, passed with flying colours. So I was really impressed with it uh, on a day where you would have probably seen us last season or the season before the season before that end up losing that game or drawing it. So that was, that was the biggest thing for me. We, we know that we're lacking uh, a finisher's touch, it, but it was the defending that really impressed me uh, on Saturday. Pep will say that um, he doesn't have a sort of first team, you know, that he constantly rotates anyway. Um, but I'm going to ask you the question as if he does. Do you think now Stones and Diaz have become first choices when everybody thought it was going to be Diaz and Laporte. I mean, has Stones done enough to convince you of that, Adam? Yeah, he has. And the fact that I wanted Stones to start the Manchester derby, whether Laporte was fit or not, suggests that, yeah, I'm fully behind that. Um, me personally, I'm behind that. And I think Pep thinks that too. Um, I know Laporte was meant to have a, a little knock at the weekend, but I think even if he was fully fit, I don't think he'd have started the game. Um, there's been games, obviously, when Laporte has been fully fit over the past few weeks and he's still not started him. He's not even been included in the rotation. I don't know what's going on. I don't know whether something's happened behind the scenes. But for me, it looks like, yeah, this is this is Pep's you know, first choice centre-half partnership for those, those, those games that really matter and even most weeks at the minute. So, yeah, definitely for me it is um, and it should be. And for Pep, I think it is too. Right, let's bring in the, the new Adam, as it were. Now, Adam... 
we have met before, you have been on the podcast before as part of City Matters, and I noticed this week, um, really jealous actually, of the uh, the thank you that you got for being part of City Matters, which is the the framed print of the, the, the sort of dream team, etc., signed by loads and loads of different people. Um, you're no longer on City Matters, but that's a great way to, to be thanked for what you've done by City, wasn't it? Yeah, and a, and a really nice letter from Omar as well. Just, um, yeah, it makes you feel a bit appreciated, yeah. <laughs> so what did you think of the, the performance at Southampton? Were you were you more impressed by that? I mean, obviously, there was the, since the last podcast, we do a weekly podcast for anybody that has never listened before. Um, so there have been two games since we, we last convened, and we, we can't ignore the West Brom game as well. So mm. what, what sort of a week would you say it's been for City, Adam? Well, it's pretty pretty downbeat after the West Brom game. Um, it was about as bad as it's been for a while. But yesterday there were there were signs. I think that at least they showed some a bit of hunger. We flung a, flung a bit of energy forward, and I, I think Southampton are a decent side. Certainly um, around around the edge of our box are a decent side, and there was some proper proper old school defending going on, which is nice to see. Rather than the, you know, the, the worst of times it's been we have 20, 20 attempts on goal and score none and the opposition have one attempt on goal and score one. And, you know, if, it felt like we were defending against a decent team yesterday that were, were throwing everything at us and we were repelling it and it was still as enabling us to, to throw a bit forward. And if you think about the number of balls that we got across the goal to that penalty spot, I think it's a new, you know, it's... it's everyone gets to the byline, it's find that penalty spot. And there was ball after ball coming from, from left and right to the penalty spot. We could have had 10 goals on another day yesterday uh, and against a team that were attacking us, you know. And uh, yeah, I don't think it was a brilliant performance, but uh, there were signs, signs of hunger there, at least. It certainly augurs well for what's coming up now, because on Tuesday night, it's the quarter-final of the Carabao Cup, the League Cup. And the way Arsenal are going at the moment... Um, whenever I say things like this, uh, sort of people throw it back in your face. I mean, I thought City, frankly, would batter West Brom. And I said that. And yeah. people said, oh, well, City look a bit of a fool now, don't you? You've got to speak honestly. And I did think that they would batter West Brom. And that wasn't being disrespectful to West Brom. It's just how I felt about it. And equally, I would say that the, night, the game on Tuesday night at Arsenal... Uh, there's no home advantage when you're playing in an empty stadium. I don't care what anybody says. It might as well be on a neutral venue. So playing Arsenal at the moment with no confidence, with with players who, whether it's that they don't want to play for Arteta, or I, I don't know, but anybody that has any sense, even though I know I could end up with egg on my face here, has got to see a comfortable City victory at Arsenal, haven't they? Uh, is that how you feel? I feel like the way we go out for every game is exactly how Pep Guardiola tells us to go out. And I must admit, I don't understand what what Pep's frame of mind is a lot of the time. And I think if he just sent players out and he let, let them be liberated and let them go out at Arsenal, yes, I think we'd, we'd take them to pieces. But I don't know, A, who he'll pick and B, what he'll tell them to do, you know? I've got to ask you a question while I'm talking to you, Adam. I mean, you won't be able to answer this because I know you're not part of City Matters anymore. But um, just on a personal level, and this could apply to any of you, really, um, is there, I know we're, you know, we're stuck in Tier 3 uh, in the Manchester area and there was a bit of me that wanted us to go into Tier 2 uh, so that there was the possibility of a couple of thousand fans being there on 
Boxing Day and I would have been fingers crossed that I could have been inside that stadium again. But I can't deny there's a little bit of me and I wonder whether you, Adam, particularly because you'll have been involved perhaps a little bit in the discussions behind the scene, scenes that it was quite relieved in a way that we're not in tier two because I can't imagine how many people would have been upset about maybe not being part of the 2000 or delighted to be part of the 2000. And it might have caused a little bit of friction between between supporters and it, and it was a thankless task to try to to work out who would get those 2000 tickets so I'll start with you Adam because you were on the City Matters and you must have been part of some of the discussions of how this would be sorted out when it was sorted out be true are you a bit relieved that we're not in tier two so that well, that problem didn't manifest itself in terms of in terms of myself no I'm not because I had no intention of of going back anyway um, doesn't interest me um in terms of the City Matters thing, I mean, we did have an unbelievably involved conversation where we were, as, as fan reps, were putting forward strong opinions that who we thought should be leaned towards in the ballot or how, you know, what percentage split they should be in the ballot. And fundamentally, the club decided they didn't want to take that advice and they wanted to just make it a ballot. And um, the only... Uh, thing that I would have been keen on stressing if I was still part of it was that if it ends up being a straight ballot, then that that isn't what City Matters asked the, asked the club to do. Interesting. What about you three? I mean, would are you glad? Or, I mean, obviously we all want to be in Tier 1 or have this whole thing over with, but given where we are and the, the, the crisis that is still unfolding, is, is any part of you that's relieved or... Are you, are, were you desperate to get back to the games? Can you can you get the point I'm making about it causing divisions among supporters for the two thousand that do get in? I think, I, I, sorry, go on, Adam. I think it would. I think it would have caused a few a few divisions. It would have uh, made a few people who perhaps feel entitled that, that they should be getting a ticket, and if they didn't, they would be annoyed. By that, I mean the York away crew. Um, just because you were there twenty years ago doesn't mean you should be there now. Um, Although I think that's a strong opinion. I think it rings true, you know, just because I was born 20 years later than someone else doesn't mean I'm, you know, any less less eligible for a ticket. Then I wouldn't be personally be going, but I think um, a straight ballot for me was would have been the right way to go about it. There's no favouring anyone. Um, doesn't matter what age you are, how many times you've been to a game, how many times you've been away. Um, I think, you know, first come, first served, I think would have been the easiest way to go about it. And I guess the probably agreed in the end um, but it would have caused division people disagree with that opinion and I understand why they do because obviously people have spent years following us home and away and they might feel they're entitled to tickets and, and that's absolutely fine so yeah I do think it would have been division uh, about it um, am I relieved um, I, I, I'm, I think it's it's hard to take it away from the whole reason why those tears are, are made you know to talk about it in just football terms is a bit a bit low level. I think obviously it's more than it's more than football. It's about the health of the health of the, the nation, the health of the city. Um, so I think it was probably a, a good decision health wise to keep us in tier three. But we're, we're going away from the football there. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm relieved probably that we're not having to deal with all this two thousand ticket thing. And maybe the next time we're allowed to have fans in, we might be allowed more fans in. You know, they might change the rules on it. Um, I'm not sure why we're only allowing fans in like one one stand, for example. You know, you look at Anfield and the cops full. 
Um, well, not full, but you can see the people are like hugging each other and stuff. And there's no social distancing going on the cop. But three quarters of the ground is is empty. So why aren't we spreading them out across the stadium? So I think that the whole rollout of it is is problematic. Um, and I just I just think it probably will do more harm than good. So I'm I'm happy that the the stadiums are empty at the minute because uh, I don't think we'd be doing it in in the right way. Well, thanks for being honest. I mean, I don't agree with you, of course, Adam, as being no, one of the York crew. Um, yeah. I think that there should have been some, uh, you know, leeway given to the people who've, who've spent their lives basically uh, going home. And I'm, I'm not, I'm trying to leave myself out of this and just look at it as objectively as I can. Um, I think if you've if you've walked the walk, then you, you should deserve to, to have a little bit more preference, but you're entitled to that opinion and I respect it. What about the two ladies? I mean, do you side with Adam or, well, uh, which Adam do you side with? <laughs> I, I side with Adam Waring. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of of the opinion that, um, you know, there are certain people even like myself that don't necessarily get opportunities to even attend every home match um, because most of my life I've spent it traveling. And then the last few couple of years I've been disabled. Um, it doesn't mean to say that um, I'm any less entitled that somebody that's been, you know, follow, I mean, I used to go main road as a kid you know um and then I could easily stand up and say well apart from about six times I've been locked in my house for the last nine months it would actually be nice for the disabled and the vulnerable to have been maybe given a chance to have gone out and got a ticket and gone outside and been looked after been separated from people you know not be at risk of getting this disease but so doing something nice for people that have been stuck inside a house in four walls for nine months so am I more entitled than someone that's been going out to work every day and carrying on with their life it's difficult um, because you see it from your own perspective and your own point of view and that's how you get through life you've got to um, so yeah um, I know people put money and time and effort into stuff but I still that that's still people's personal choice this hasn't been a, a, a something that's been a demand from the club people have still personally chosen to invested that money invested their time gone away to matches um, it's not been a hindrance it's been fun and pleasure um, and it's been personal choices so yeah I kind of side with Adam wearing that I think that it should be an equal ballot and just because somebody's a brand new fan that might have started supporting the club you know for, for just because Mares has signed um, they should still be entitled as well you know brand new fans are old fans you can argue the same for other sports when other play, when you know when players and and whatnot come from other you, the team's constantly getting new fans because of a variety of reasons so that new fan shouldn't be any less um thought about than somebody that's been doing it for 20 30 years um you know because then also these people that might have gotten priority in a ballot might not have been able to have made it and they might have passed their ticket on to somebody else anyway so you just don't know how it's going to work um yeah so that's my opinion i'm sticking to it sorry go on adam just to say that we didn't sort of say, oh, all the tickets should go to the oldest fans who've been to the most games. We just sort of said, um, what we what we originally said was, oh, if 60% of normal matchday tickets go to season ticket holders, then 60% of this allocation go should go to season ticket holders. And maybe out of that 60%, 10% of those could go to the ones with the most loyalty points. You know, we were, we were trying to be quite subtle and developed about the whole thing. Um, I, I get, I understand that. And the club said no, it's a ballot. The club said no, it's a flat ballot. 
Yeah, I still partly agree with that. Um, but then again, even like my dad, who's been trying and striving for years to get more and more points, and he's still prevented for other political reasons from doing that, yeah. you know, so then he still wouldn't have been given a fair, a fair choice. I just wanted to say that we weren't saying, at City Matters, we weren't saying all tickets should go to all the people with the most loyalty points. That isn't. That isn't what we were yeah. saying. I, I think I was being a bit more general, um, you know, about the general backlash that would probably have occurred online more than anything, rather than a City Matters thing. So apologies if that didn't come across um, very clearly. Um, it was just more about, you know, even what you've said, the, if that would have gone ahead, there'd probably still be people moaning and a backlash yeah, from that kind of decision. Mm -hmm. What this absolutely illustrates beyond any doubt is that whatever had happened, there would have been a lot of debate and upset. And um, that's that's why there's a bit of me relieved from a City Hall fan base that actually we're still in tier, tier three. What tier? Yeah, we are in tier three <laughs> and that, that, that nobody can go. So at least at the moment, there's, there isn't all that animosity and um, we can get through Christmas all smiling and still all friends with each other. Speaking start, of which... Started, I was going to say, no, you started saying something else, so we you started asking me something else. Uh, I was going to develop that <laughs> debate, but we'll, we'll, we'll end it there because we don't want to talk about that and the whole of this podcast. Um, Harlan's joining us now. I know he's been playing football tonight, so he's outside in the weather. Um, what's the game been like, Harlan? Yeah, good, mate. Very, very good. Um, it's actually... Um... We're doing it in aid of in aid of mental health awareness, actually. Ian. Um, we, we're playing up at Bolton Arena every Sunday. A group of us, there's, there's 24 lads, and obviously 14 try and turn up every week. We have a game of seven aside, and the aim of it is to get um, obviously females as well, but just to get men speaking really and and talking about difficulties that they may have that may you know they may not ordinarily everyday life feel that they can speak about. And um, you know, quite a lot of the lads that we that we've been playing with tonight have, have suffered some some hardship in the last couple of years with with, with the mental health and stuff and. Uh, it's just a great way to connect through football and, and that just shows you how important football is and how it can bring people together. Um, and it's just about encouragement and making the lads feel like they've got something to, to look forward to every week. And it's been really good. And I've, I've well, I've come off looking like Rudolph, if you can see. But uh, I suppose I've not got any Christmas clothing on, so it's uh, it's quite apparent that I do, really. Well, while, you're talking about, uh, while you're talking about things that are worthwhile, I'm going to quickly mention this. Um, because Charles Louis, who are the sponsors of the podcast, um, I know are supporting this. Um, and it's basically a story that you can find at dailymail.co.uk online. And it's about a baby who could be saved by a £1.7 million injection. Uh, parents of an eight-year-old boy with spina, spinal muscular atrophy who needs the world's most expensive drug so their son's health is priceless. Uh, they say it was a punch in the stomach is how Megan Willis felt on hearing that her eight-week-old baby with partner John Hall had life-limiting muscle-wasting disease. Um, now, I'm not going to go through the whole article, but I urge you to, to have a look at it. And actually, if you want to find out more about it, search it. Search it online and by all means, contact charleslouis.co.uk and give them a call and say, how can I help if you think this is something that you can help with? And we're happy to at least give it a mention on this podcast. Um, so you're doing something worthy. And, uh, and, and so, so is that hopefully we can help them out as well. Now, the only thing I was mentioning there was about the football, Harlan. Okay. And we're going to do this quiz in a second. So I'm just going to ask you to quickly up sum what you think of the last week. Uh, that You know, the victory against Southampton followed 
uh, following on from the West Brom game? And what, what mood does that put City in now for the Arsenal game? Well, the West Brom game, obviously, I, I was I was training on Tuesday night with the lads for the last last session before Christmas, thinking we had a game on Saturday. And um, I was keeping tabs on the game during during training. Um, and you know me, I wouldn't ordinarily go training if, if, if I was going to the game. But at the moment, like I said, I, I'm pent up at home watching games on TV. I'm finding it difficult now watching games on TV, especially seeing that fans had been going in down south and especially going to games at Everton and Liverpool, it's frustrating now. And I know I'm not going to get into the whole... I know you're probably going to want to ask me about the ballot or if, you, if you've already covered that, you may not. But it's one of them now, no matter what what, 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 what we really say now, what's what's been decided has been decided and and that's it. But I just felt like, you know, I wanted to go and play football and got back to watch the second half with Jess. And it was one of them where I was just disappointed that we conceded the goal the way we did. Um, and second half, I was just... I was a bit myth really with the way that we approached it and then going into the Samson game um, I was more nervous than I was going into the derby because I believe that they're a better football inside than United, forget the result today overall I think Samson have, have shown better quality overall during the season and therefore I thought um, you know, I saw him as a bit of a threat yesterday and again um, I thought we played okay, we weren't perfect but we got over the line and I think that this season we've not got over the line in games enough uh, one of the things that really annoyed me was the overplaying at the end of the game where we, we should have scored another goal at the end of the game and, and tied the game up because the later it got, the more I saw them getting one. And one example for me was the ball that De Bruyne played out wide to Bernardo Silva that we worked back into the midfield. He played Bernardo in left-hand channel and instead of striking the ball, right-footed or left-footed, Bernardo decides to square it to Mares, which is a much more difficult position a much more difficult chance that he created for Mares, and then he blazed it over the bar. And a, a, a confident Bernardo Silva hits that ball, drives it across goal, puts us 2-0 up, and the game's put to bed. And that missing that chance put pressure on us for the last five minutes. And I think that that summed up our season in a way for me, that we are overplaying, we aren't killing games off, and that's the reason why we've been punished. Right, I'm going to stop the football chat now, and we're going to go on to our Christmas party in a podcast, right? something we've not done before. Um, now, just before uh, I ask the first questions here, um, I'm just going to say, have you had any of you, uh, you know, it's been a dreadful year, have you got anything about the year 2020 from a City perspective that you are really happy about and, and would pick out as a highlight? Have you got a highlight of 2020, any of you? And I would be recording this on Zoom. And this is going to how, how the quiz is probably going to work as well. Uh, I don't mean click any buttons, but just put your hand up because I can see you all if you want to answer. When it comes to the questions, the same thing. So has anybody got a memory of 2020 that they want to share with us? Now, that sums up the year, doesn't it? Because nobody's <laughs> putting their hand up. Uh, Adam W is, is, uh, is offering a tepid hand. So what's your answer, Adam? I'll go with the, the two legs against Real Madrid because I think um, it also summed up the year quite well because the first one, uh, <laughs> the first leg was obviously in a, in a full burnabout and we'd heard <laughs> about the virus. Um, I'd just come back from Italy. Um, I wasn't allowed to go and go and watch the game round at my granddad's. Um, so, I, so I watched it with just me and my dad. So it sort of felt like the beginning of it all. And obviously that was a great result. So we were buzzing, up, buzzing off that. Um, I went out that night and turned up 
the next day at work with a, a little bit of a sore head. Um, and then obviously the second leg, uh, football was back. It was brilliant. Um, and, and obviously we won. So that was probably the highlight of last season and the highlight, probably my, my best, my favourite game uh, of, of 2020, obviously, with, with all this going on. Um, so, yeah, it, it's been a weird one. But yeah, I'd, I'd say those those two Real Madrid legs, it, it, it really, we, we showed ourselves to be, you know, giants on the world stage that we wanted to be. Um, and I think that it'd be nice that that can set the tone going forward. It gives us that mentality that, you know, we can go and beat these big teams now if we draw them. That's, that's a great shout, Chris. I think my favourite memory of 2020 would be going to Madrid, being in the, the Bernabeu, City, seeing City win. And almost one of the worst moments of 2020 from a footballing perspective, there have been a lot worse things that have happened in 2020, of course. But looking at it purely from a football perspective was having gone basically 45 years home and away, not been able to go to the second leg of that game. So it sort of sum encapsulates 2020 in one match. Go on, the other Adam. Uh, I'd have to probably say the rehabilitation of John Stones, just, um, you know, I was a bit worried about him, not just from a City fan football perspective, but you'd hear all these rumours that his personal life was a bit troubled or his, his mental health, whatever it might be, why is he disappeared off the, off the face of the earth for a year? And he just seems back to himself, and um, you know whether whether we go on to win the league this year or not. It's it's nice to know that John Stones is doing all right. Yeah, it's always good to to see anybody, whoever it is, uh, and not only players at our club, but but people, you know, playing with a smile on a face and enjoying football. And uh, uh, we are all amateur critics. Um, I've been a professional critic, I suppose, as a journalist, but uh, but ultimately they're all human beings. I know that's something that Louisa and I have spoken about before. They're all they're all human beings, and uh, we must never forget that. Right, I'm going to ask you some questions now. So um, put your hand up if you want to ask ask answer a question. All right. Some of these questions you might not know, and you might have to guess anyway. Um, and I've actually got a notepad in front of me, here, so I'm going to for this first question. Um, basically. I might take somebody's answer. Don't now don't be cheating here. Don't know Googling or anything like that, right? So question number one is a city question. Alan Oakes has the most appearances for City, right? I think you all knew that, didn't you? And they're all nodding, even though they don't really probably did know that. Um, how many trophies did Alan Oakes win as a Manchester City player? Is anybody brave enough to so Adam? I'm going to call him Adam P. He's going to go first of all. So what's your answer, Adam? I'm going to go five. You're going to go five. Right. Has anybody got a different answer? Right, Harlan? Four, Ian. You're going for four. Okay. Anybody, any other offers? I, I said three, but it was a guess. So you're going for three. And what about the two ladies? I haven't got a clue. I'll say six. Just to be six. different. All right. Okay. And finally, Amy. Uh, seven. Seven, right. Oh, so we've got five different answers. Well, not no surprise really that Adam P is correct. I say <laughs> no surprise because he's he's that mature fan, you know, <laughs> who's been around long. And that's I say that in the nicest possible way. So that's the point. The the five trophies were the European Cup Winners' Cup in 1970, uh, the league in '68 the FA Cup in 69 and two League Cups, because people might forget that he played in the 76 League Cup final as well as the 1970. So those were the five trophies that he won. 
Um, and if you're playing, listening to this now, um, then well done if you got that right. Um, right, next question, more contemporary this one. How much did City pay Leicester for Riyad Mahrez? Now, obviously, I'm going to go off the figure that I'm aware of, having looked it up, and there may be some dispute, um, but a ballpark figure. I'm not going to go with Adam first this time. Somebody else wants to give me an answer. So is that a hand by Amy, or is she just... Scratching her nose. She's just scratching her nose. So. I've got, I've, I've, I've got a thingy, but I could be totally wrong. Doesn't matter. Go for it. Go on. What, what do you think it is? I think it's like something stupid, like twenty-five million, something silly like that. So we've got twenty-five million from Amy. All right. Any more offers? I'm going to leave Adam to the end. Harlan, come on. Let's go with you. Sixty-one million in. The other Adam. Yeah, I was thinking 60 million. 60 million you're going for? What about the, uh, the, the, the long standing Adam? I said 60 as well. 60. And Same Louisa? Way out. I'm going 60. You're going 60. <laughs> I, I'm going to ask Louisa first next time because I think she just piggybacked on your answers. <laughs> so the truth is that the answer is 60 million. See, um, so... I was way off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, uh, so that means Adam's uh, Adam P is a uh, full house so far with two, and we've got Adam and Louisa with a point each. And right. we'll be shit Is that no chance? Well, well, you'll get something. You'll get something. I how many it. managers? <laughs> here's a good one for you. And I bet you nobody's going to get this one. Um, how many managers did City have in the noughties? And I'm going to ask you to name them as well. So in the oh noughties. How many city managers? So, Louisa, who's piggybacked on the answer before, you can go first this time, Louisa. I'm going to go really extreme and say 12, but I'm not, gonna... I don't know if I can name them all. Flipping neck. Okay, you're going to go 12. Let's go with um, Harlan next. I'm going for five, Ian. You're going for five? Yeah. All right. Jumping in, uh, what about Amy? Yeah, I'd say about four. Okay. What about the two Adams? Let's start with Adam with the white hat on. Um. Oh, I'll, I'll go four. I'm missing a fifth. It's going to annoy me. Okay. Yeah. And what about now? Now we bring in the expert, who's two out of two so far. Yeah, I'm going five. You're going to go five. So the answer is six. Yeah. So let's see how many. So on that on that basis, I'm going to give none of you a point. <laughs> <laughs> But, but what I will do is there are one, two, three, four, there are five of you. So um, I'm going to be kind here. All you've got to do is name one of them. So let's start with uh, who's got no points so far. Amy, right, you can have the first <laughs> stab at this. Give me one of those managers who managed City in the noughties. In the noughties. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've got no brain power at all. Right, you forfeit, you go. What about yeah, you, Harlan? I really can't think. I'm so rubbish. <laughs> King There'll be Kevin, people listening who will, will sympathise with you. Go on, Harlan. <laughs> King, King Kevin Keegan, the first. Oh, manager I was going to say that as well. He went out of my head. Right, so Kevin Keegan. So Harlan gets a point for that. Uh, we're going to go to Louisa next. Oh, I don't know. I've got a clear. Um... Noughties is like because I got a bit mixed up and actually thought you said 90s, so um, you actually said like zero zeros. Noughties, yeah, zeros. Oh. 
Okay, then. Um, I, I'm pretty sure Husey was in there somewhere. Mark Hughes is one, yeah. So we've got Kevin Keegan and Mark Hughes. So um, what about uh, our expert, Adam? Adam P. Go on, name us one. Uh, well, I've got Sven. Sven is Adam. one, correct. Uh, what about Adam W then? Stuart Pearce. Is correct. So Stuart Pearce. So there are two more to get. Um, come on, Amy, you must be able to get one. You know, who, who, who you know, but start of the noughties, who was the manager? The start of the noughties. Uh, the, the, start, uh, the start of a glorious period for Manchester City. <laughs> you know, who's your favourite player? My favourite player? Yeah. What, of all time, or just like... At the moment, who's your favourite player? Sergio. Right, so who who was his manager? Think of the managers that he's had. Sure you've said everyone? Oh, he's managed everybody. Almost. Come that's on, it, Amy. That's what I'm thinking of, anyway. Right, come on, put her out of her misery, you. Um, so anybody, lovely. anybody, come with the answer. Roberto Mancini. Roberto Mancini. Joe Royal. And Joe Royal. Royal. Royal, yeah. Joe Ian, Royal. I'm kicking myself because as we're talking, I, I, I miss Sven out of mine. I'm fuming. <laughs> I can't believe it. the one I miss was Mark Hughes of all. <laughs> I skipped. I skipped Sven. I went straight to Hughes. I'm going straight to Amy for the next question. So Please give her a don't. To redeem herself. Please don't. I'm just going to hide because I'm How rubbish. How many trophies did Manuel Pellegrini win as City Manager, and what were they? Right, Premier League. Correct. FA Cup. No. Carabao Cup. Yeah. One more. You can have it because you said Carabao Cup, so uh, it's two League Cups and a two League. league cup. An elite cup. So I'm going to give you three <laughs> points for that, Amy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> They're being thick as pig poo. Absolutely. Right, here's another one for you. The City Plays recorded the anthem Boys in Blue. You've heard that at the stadium, right? It was recorded at Strawberry Studios in Stockport. But in what year, and now whoever gets nearest to this, I'm going to go to Adam last because he might get it, right? Um, but what year was it recorded, right? And for extra points, who wrote it? So does anybody want to actually go with an answer, first of all? Not counting Adam P here. I'm ruling him out for a second because I think he'll know it. So does anybody want to hazard a guess at this? 1970. Right, that's a good guess. 1970. Anybody else want to offer a year? I'm thinking earlier. I'm thinking like 55. 55, says Amy. Okay. Any other offers? Harlan? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go 62, Ian. Okay. And that leaves us Adam with the silly hat on. Oh, I already said that I said 1970. 1970, right. Now let's see if um, Adam P knows the answer. Well, I don't, but I'd go for about 73. I'm saying 73 because I didn't give you my answer. But not. So you're going, both of you going for 1973. I got, I got an answer for who wrote it though. Yeah. 
I think it's 10 cc, isn't it? You're Dublin right. Green. Absolutely. The answer is it was recorded actually in March 1972. And it was recorded by Godley, Gouldman and Lowell Cream, who were three members of 10cc. Um, you know what? I'm not going to give points anymore. I'm just going to see who gets the questions right. Uh, next one. Uh, name the hat-trick scorers in City's 10-1 win against Huddersfield in 1987. Put your hand up if you think you know the answer. I was two. <laughs> that doesn't... So It's history. It's history. You, do you know who Henry VIII was? Uh, yeah. You weren't even born then, so that's so that's no excuse. So, does anybody know the answer to that apart from Adam? <laughs> Harlan thinks he knows. Go on, go on. All three of them. Well, you just stab on whatever ones you think. Right, Dave White. I know he got an hat trick. Yeah. Uh, I think Stewie got an hat trick as well, didn't he? Paul, Paul Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. Um, and I don't even think he played in the game. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go Lakey. No, it wasn't Lakey. Well, Lakey, would it? I can see the other Adam screwing his face up here. Have you got any ideas, Adam? I I, I got white, but I, I didn't didn't know any. I didn't know the other two. I don't know. Right. Any any the ladies before Adam comes in and gives us the answer? <laughs> no, blank faces all around. Right. Uh, go on, Adam. Put them out of the misery. I'll build it out now, but I'm thinking Tony Adcock. It is Tony Adcock. And uh, the, who, can you tell me the name of the other City scorer? Is it? No, I'm not saying I can tell you the Huddersfield scorer. Yeah, go on then, chuck that in. It was Andy May, wasn't it? It was Andy May. Uh, the other City scorer. Go on, Aloisa. You, you, oh, you, you look as if you want to answer it. No, I'm not answering it. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is Neil McNabb. Scored the, the other goal. So those those were the goals in that game. Right. In the 2013... Were you alive in 2013-14, Amy? Uh, just about. <laughs> um, City won the, the title, finishing two points above Liverpool with Manuel Pellegrini in charge. The Blues lost just one home game that season. Who was it against and what was the score? What year? 2013-14. City uh, won the league, two points above Liverpool. Manuel Pellegrini in charge, so yeah. that brings it all back into your mind. City lost one game at home all season. Who was it against and what was the score? Hands, please, ladies and gentlemen. Go on, Louisa. Well, it's only it's literally a guess. Um, I don't know the score. Um, I'm, I remember Everton being our bogey team for a while, so I'm just going to say them. No, it wasn't Everton. No, no. no that, so there's there's uh, 18 more options available. Oh. Mm. Well, I bet you were all of the game, pretty much. I, I Is it a league? You're talking about league, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, league game. One league game, one home league defeat. Oh, was it Chelsea? It was Chelsea. Amy comes in from nowhere to steal the point there. Can you remember the scoreline, Amy? Uh, I've got 2-1 in my head, but I could be totally wrong. Yeah, you are totally wrong. Okay. <laughs> Go on, Adam. That was a 3-1. No, it's not 3-1 not either. Harlan's been very nil? quiet. Oh, now he's coming in with a bid. 1-0. 1-0. Like 1-0. Do you know what? I thought Chelsea and I, I, I remember now I know now I know it's Chelsea, I remember the game. Yeah, well you I see we're all the probably game. all there, I bet you. Uh, right, which player was City's top Premier League goal scorer 
that season and how many did he score? Is that Amy putting her hand up? Sergio. It wasn't Sergio. He scored. He was a top scorer in all competitions with 28. But I'm asking who is the top league goal scorer for City that season? Adam. Was it Negredo? No, it wasn't Negredo. Harlan's got an answer. Yeah, yeah, Torre, 24 yeah, 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 years. I was yeah. going to say, yeah. <laughs> what a player that season. Absolutely fantastic. 20 goals he scored that season. Yeah, yeah. Right, Best goal he scored, that one against Villa. Yeah, you think so? I think that was the best goal he, goal he scored as well. I mean, I was commentating on that. Wow, it just, I was I was flying as, as that ball at the back of the net. Right, here's another one for you. This is the final one on the City section. The first Manchester derby to be played outside the UK was played in 2017. Where was it played and what was the score? Now, getting the score is going to be very tricky, uh, but... Can you remember where that game was played outside the UK? First Manchester derby. Was it in America? It was in America. Yeah, you're right. Go on. Uh, Adam Waring has, has got an answer here, potentially. I think it, I know. Was it in Seattle? No, it wasn't in was it, Seattle. Was it Houston? Houston. Yeah. Whitney, correct. Whitney I, Houston. I, I, I'll tell you what, I only remember because I was going to get a ticket for it because um, my friends live there. So I just remembered then that I was going to go. Brilliant. Can you remember the scoreline? <laughs> 2-1. 2 nil to United. Oh, shit. I'm going to ask you some questions now that are all answers that are numbers, right? Oh, so God. this is who gets the nearest of these. Um, so you can all have a stab at this one, right? <laughs> there was an attendance of 84,569 at Main Road for the FA Cup quarterfinal against Stoke City. The Blues won... One nil. This was before your time, Amy. Right? <laughs> this was back in the I don't know the fifties or something, right? Oh. But I'm asking you in that famous game, the record crowd at Main Road, eighty-four thousand five hundred sixty-nine FA Cup quarter final against Stoke City, won one nil. What were the gate receipts for that game? How much did City actually get through the turnstiles for that game? So I want some figures from you. So let's get uh, Louisa up first. What were the gate in pounds? In pounds, um, exact doesn't have to be in shillings or pence <laughs> or anything. You know, just in pound, dollars, nothing like that. Pounds. How many pounds? Hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. Okay, Amy, what are you going for? Five hundred. Five hundred. Right. Oh, that's two extremes. Um, right, uh, the first Adam. Who's going to be the first? Adam W. Uh, 10,000, I'll go with. 10,000. And Adam P. Yeah, I was going to say about 8,000. And Harlan. Can I have the question again, Mr. Cheeseman? So the question is City's record attendance back in, I think it was the 50s or the, something like that. Uh, 84,569 Main Road FA Cup uh, quarter final against Stoke. The Blues won 1 0. What were the gate receipts? What were the gate receipts? Yeah, uh, in pounds. What, in pounds? 
I'm going to say sixth. Oh, what's everyone else gone for? <laughs> you can't have help. Just come up with a figure. Six thousand pound. Six thousand pound. All right. Well, you know what? Um, there's a couple of you got fairly close there, and uh, amazingly, Harlan is the closest. Right. The answer is five thousand four hundred and twenty-six pounds. So Louisa's hundred thousand pounds was the the furthest from that. I've got to say. I was going um, with a pound each for a <laughs> and a bit more for good luck. <laughs> One pound and a, sh a shilling. Shilling. <laughs> right. We all remember the 90, maybe Amy doesn't because she's too young, right? But the 1998-99 season oh, um, will be remembered by City fans for the playoff final win against Gillingham. Mm. During the regular season, City played 46 league games. Oh. How many of those league games did they win that season? Regular season games. 46 played. How many did they win? 46 played. <sighs> so let's start this time with, I don't know, I don't know where Harlan is. He's getting a train or something while we're chatting to <laughs> I think him. So I think he's he was at, on the Metro link now. He's, <laughs> he's at the picture at the moment. So we'll go with we'll go with our Adam W this time. Um, I, I, I had no idea. I said I've said thirty. Thirty, okay. Amy, um, thirty-five. Thirty-five. Let's go for Harlan and hope he's heard the question. Yeah, I'm going to go for about twenty-three. Ian. Okay. Adam P. Yes, I was going to go for that exact number because I remember it was a, I was at most of them and we it was quite a lot. We didn't win. So I'll, I don't know, I was going to say about 20, 22, maybe. You're going for 22. And yeah. Louisa? I'll just say 24 as a difference. Right, OK. Well, the answer is 22. So uh, amazingly, Adam P has got it right again, even though it's by default, because he was going to go for 23. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> right, here's another one for you. In what minute was Joey Barton sent off in the final, uh, the famous... Uh, <laughs> Winning game, title winning game of 2012. What minute was Joey? We all know that Joey Barton was sent off. Maybe it swung the game. Right, Adam P can go first this time. He's looking eager on this one. Yeah, I'm going 74. You're going for 74. Okay. Um, who else have we got? Who else is putting their hand up here? Anybody? You're all going to answer it, but it's what order? Go on, Adam. The other Adam. I, I said 70. 70. Okay. Uh, what, what's Amy going for? I think it was 72. 72. Louisa? Um, I was kind of, I wasn't replicate what somebody else has said, really. I've got 72. 72, all right, you can do that. And what about Harlan? He's nearly home now, by the way. He's been <laughs> on the train and he's, he's been to the chippy and got some I'm, chips. I'm, I'm, I'm trying my best here, Ian, to block out the traffic because Harlan's on tour here. <laughs> um, what was the question again, Ian? Sorry, uh, somebody rumoured all past me. What minute was Joey Barton sent off in the title winning game of 2012? Uh, 63 minutes, Ian. You know, he's stolen in again. The answer is 55, and Harlan is the nearest with 63. Wow. And the amazing thing is that you all perceived uh, that it was later than it actually yeah. was. Do you know what? So, I thought it was even later. 
I just <laughs> went with 70 something, but I thought it was even later. 10 minutes into the second half, he was yeah. sent off. So it did have a big influence on the game. It was still one all at that point, though, wasn't it? I think I think they went two one up after that as well. You're right, yeah. yeah <laughs> you're right. Uh, right. In all competitions, how many players appeared in City's first team during that 2011-2012 season? In all competitions, mm. all competitions. So that's from Community Shield through to FA Cup, League Cup. Champions League, Europa League, whatever it was that season, and Premier League, how many different players made appearances that season? So Harlan's going first this time. 28 players, Ian, I reckon. Something like that, but 28, 29, okay. 12 or 28. 28, what about Adam P? We'll go for the other ringer. Yeah, I've got 26. 26, okay. Um, what about Adam, the other one? 30, I went for. 30. Uh, Amy? 27. 27. And Louisa, the copier? I'm going to go... everybody else. I'm going to go low. <laughs> I'm going to say 20. You're going to say 20. Right. The answer is 29. So that means that um, Harlan and Adam W, we split the difference between them two, and they were the two nearest with it. So well done. Um, here's another question for you. We all remember Sammy and Nasri, don't we? I loved Sammy and Nasri personally. Mm -hmm. How many appearances has mm -hmm. he made for the French national team? Oh, not many, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think not many either. Okay, well, go on then, you two gobby ones. You can give us a number then if you don't think it's many. The two ladies can go first this time. No, only because they kicked him out, didn't they? So go on then, come on. I'd say about 20. 20 for Amy. Louisa? I, I think it's more than that. Um, about 35. 35. Right, OK. Well, uh, let's go for Adam W. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure. I've just been... Nobody's sure, Adam. It's <laughs> a guessing game. I'll go with the answer that I wrote down, even though I'm, I'm now not sure about it. I just said four. I, didn't, I can't remember him playing for France very much at all. But I think I was too young, maybe, when he was playing for Arsenal. Perhaps oh, don't be playing it. that card now. <laughs> I've tried doing. that. I've tried that. It doesn't work. I think, he's got about, I think he's got about four goals. I don't know. Sorry, I'm not sure he got one goal per appearance. I'm not sure. Anyway. Harlan is about the same age, by the way, as, as Adam W. So he he's not going to play this card. He's going to give us the answer. How many, how many did Sammy and Azri play for France? I was thinking 67 because I know he was playing for him when he was quite young. But I'm going to go a bit under that now. I'm going to go 56. 56. Oh, I thought you meant first team. Did you not meet first team? No. Oh, bugger. Balls the first off. team, yeah. The French oh, first well, team. Okay, then. So, Adam P. Well, I don't remember, but I think it's probably because I'm too old. <laughs> 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 You're playing that card. You can't play that card. I it. I'm older than you. <laughs> I guess 13. 13, right. So, the answer is 41. Oh. Which means that Louisa is probably the nearest, I think, with 35. So, um, so well done there, Louisa. And uh, I've got to say, Adam, this time with four, was um, embarrassingly <laughs> way out. So, um, despite his youthful age, uh, didn't know much about that one. Right. Um, 
Once, whilst I've got, I think, four more questions and we'll draw it all to a conclusion and wish you all a happy Christmas. But these these number ones, I like these. These are catching everybody out, aren't they? <laughs> what was the, the attendance? You might know this one exactly, by the way, oh. even if you weren't there and even if you're dead young like Amy. Right? <laughs> really young, really but young. The, the, and actually, you're not as Amy as you. You pretend you are. You are older than you are, Amy. I am. So I'm older than I look. <laughs> You have, well, I won't go that far, uh, but anyway. Um, what was the attendance at Main Road in 1998 for City's one and only game in the Football League trophy that was then known as the Auto Windscreen Shield? It was City against Mansfield. I'll tell you now that Mansfield won 2-1. It was the only game in that competition. Now, because Adams immediately put his hand up, which makes me think he might know the answer, which will get, tell you all what the answer is. I'd rather leave him till the last now. So let's start with Harlan. This is surprising, but I'm going to go with 8,000, Ian, with it okay. being the competition it was. OK, yeah. what about uh, and, and is, and Adam? He's nicking a car at the minute. He's nicking a car, leave him here. <laughs> I thought, I think this might be our lowest ever attendance. I, I'm going to say 12,000. 12,000, OK. Uh, Amy? Eight. Eight. Okay, and Louisa? Well, I'm going off that advice of Adam. I'm going to go five. Five. And Adam is now going to tell us what the crowd well, was. It was 3,000 and something, but in my head I've got about 3,009 or something. Oh, I thought <laughs> it was a ringer. 3,007. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Two out. Oh, hello. <laughs> and, and, and I was there, and I would argue, Adam, that those who were at that game deserved to have been in the hat for the 2,000. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, that's another story, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so, three questions to go. In the 2000-2001 season, City were relegated along with Coventry and Bradford, right? So this is 2000-2001. Um, City were relegated along with Coventry and Bradford. Well, that dates it, doesn't it? How many league goals did City score that season? So the 38 games, how many goals did City score mm. that season? I don't know where Harlan is at the moment. He could be wandering around your street corner as we ask him, <laughs> what is that number? Uh, 38 league goals. How many did City score, Harlan? In what season, Ian? This is the 2000-2001 season when City were relegated with Coventry mm. and Bradford. Mm. How many league goals? Yeah. What was it, 2000-2001 or 1-2? Wow. Um, I reckon... I reckon about 36, I'm going. 36 from 38, OK. Uh, let's move on to um, Adam. The, the, I, the younger one. Yeah, I worked on average of one goal per game, so I'm going to say I'm going to say 38. Oh, hey, I worked that out straight away as soon as you said that. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go with the other Adam now, the senior Adam. Yeah, I got 25. 25, blind me, that is depressing, isn't it? If it's true. Mm. Um, Amy. 28. 28. Put <gasps> that down. Louisa. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting it down, so I'm still saying it. 28. 28, okay. Well, the answer was 41. Right. So just over one a game. 
which means I think that Adam was the nearest with his one a game, 38. Two questions to go. Um, Alan Oakes, as we know, holds the record for most appearances for City. He said that before. 561 league games plus three as a sub. How many FA Cup appearances did he make for the Blues? So his total number of league games was 561, three as a sub. But how many FA Cup games do you think he played in that time? So let's start with Louisa. 200. 200. Amy? 350. 350. Right, OK. Sorry to laugh, but that is a ridiculous answer, Amy. Right. Oh, um, well. Never mind. What about Adam? Now, Adam Adam the Younger is, is is on fire at the moment. I'm still working it out. I'll, can, I go, can I go later? We'll come back to you then. All right. The, the older Adam? I'll go 60. 60. Blimey, what a difference. 350 versus 60. <laughs> We've lost Harlan for the moment. He, he's probably got lost somewhere en route. So we'll come back to Adam again. We've given you enough time now, Adam. Yeah, I, I didn't finish my, my adding up, so I'm going to go I'll go 50. 50. You know what? You've got it again because the nearest answer is... It's, the answer's 41 and 50's not far away. So he's cleverer than he looks, you know, this Adam W. Uh, he's he? working out, you see. I'm working on averages. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just pants at maths. I got an X in maths. Now, this is the last question I've got of the... a disability that affects my brain. Can I just pull that out there <laughs> for those that don't know me? <laughs> I'm left-handed. That's my disability. <laughs> now, this is the last question. I've, I've, I've completely lost count of who's, who's winning this. So anyway, I'm, I'm just... winning. I'm winning, Ian. It's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> It's How the taking many, part that counts. It, it is always the taking part that counts. How many permanent league managers have City had in their <laughs> entire history? How many league ma uh, permanent managers? So somebody that's took over temporarily, like Tony Buck did several times. Although, of course, and I'll give you this one, he was a permanent manager too. Um, but how many permanent managers? And if somebody came back and had a second stint but it was a permanent appointment, that counts, right? But not if they only came in temporarily. So Bucky, I think, filled in about five times as, as, as a caretaker coach. That doesn't count. So, this is, you know what? A bit like when we used to play football at school and they said next goal wins, the whole quiz is decided on this <laughs> question. Forget everything that's gone before. That was just a warm-up. So, how many... Permanent league managers have City had in their history. Let's go with Louisa. Oh, give me a sec. I want to. I want to try and work. Be clever and work this out. Right, Amy. I go six. Six in their entire history. <laughs> we talking about? No, it's not the two thousand and noughts. All right, <laughs> twenty-six. Silly now, then. isn't she? Twenty-six then. Twenty-six. Yeah. 26, all right. So Amy's gone for 26. Um, how about Adam? Are you still working? Have you got your abacus out here, Adam, or what? <laughs> I tried to work out some sort of average for, for for before the 50s and then try and work a bit out, but no, I gave up. So I'm going to say 50. 50? Okay. And what about the, the older Adam? Yeah, it's a tough one. I'm going to go for 42. 
42, which means that because we haven't got Harlem with us at the moment. I, well, uh, I was going to say 50, but I'll not replicate Adam, so I'll just go 49. 49. Well, this is it. This is the big one. So Harlan's been ruled out automatically because he's disappeared. So we wish him a happy Christmas and no doubt he'll be back soon. Um, how many permanent league managers have City had in their history? We had, drum roll here, 20 from, 26 from Amy, 42 from Adam. That is the younger, no, the older Adam. 49 from Louisa, 50 from, from Adam. And the answer is, just looking to see who's the nearest, who's going to be the winner of the quiz. I better just get this right. And the winner is Adam P, who said 42, because the answer is 39. So um, so that was very, very close. So well done to Adam. He comes in, he does one podcast with us, apart from when he did City Matters, and he steals the victory straight away. Uh, if you've been playing along with us, I uh, hope you've enjoyed it as much as, as we have. Um, and obviously, um, you know, we're now getting towards the Christmas period. Now, Christmas is celebrated by everybody as a religious festival. I want to say that straight away. And you might not um, do it, you know, uh, for that reason. However, most people around the world have a holiday and have a chance to, to, to you know, sit back and eat some turkey. Now, unfortunately, this year, we're not able to necessarily see everybody that we want to see in the flesh. Um, but we are all together as a city family and we enjoy being together and being hopefully part of your entertainment as part of the city family as well. So I think I speak on behalf of everybody that's contributed to the podcast this year uh, by saying um, a very, very Merry Christmas to you. Um, I hope that you enjoy your time um, with whoever you are get to share it with. And I would suggest that if you're possible, get on things like Zoom that we do this on or some other medium, whether it be on your phone or whatever, and chat to people, talk to people, look at people, wave at people, and remember that it's going to end this stuff and we'll be back in the stadium, we'll be back together and we will come through it all. And um, as far as I'm concerned, um, as a city family, um, we should stick together and be part of that. Now, I'm stalling a little bit here because I'm not sure if Tony, who's been part of our pa uh, podcast in the past, who's, uh, who is one of the people who's been brilliant in supporting us as well um, through his company, Hot Click Marketing, is going to just say a word or two before we go. Um, let's just see if we can get him on. Uh, no, Tony, can you hear us? While we're waiting for Tony, um, yeah. I just want to think that Amy... Amy, I want you look like Harry Potter. Are you in a cupboard under the stairs? No, this is my my bedroom. <laughs> I am in the loft. This is this is the bedroom that was made back in the day. That was made for a child and is now supposed to fit 35 years of crap in it. It does fit 35 years of crap in it. But yeah, it's the it's really really tiny. So yeah. Right, we've got Tony with us now. Tony, I have to say, has uh, has had a, a hell of a year because he's he's a new father, um, and he, you tell. Yeah. <laughs> and he's been on the podcast in the past. He's also been a sponsor, which I'm can't tell you how grateful I am to that uh, from his company Hot Click Marketing, which we hope will 
uh, be resurgent in 2021. So we're just coming to the end of the podcast, uh, Tony. So I'm going to I'm going to sort of leave the last few words to you now, um, putting you on the spot a little bit. Have you got a mess a Christmas message? Think of yourself as the Queen. Have you got a Christmas message for the City fans who are listening to this? Um, it's difficult at the moment, I suppose. Um, Christmas and being positive with everything going on. Just that there is light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm sure that we'll all be filling the stadium, um, if not. Uh, in the immediate future, definitely by uh, this time next year. So keep the faith and uh, up the blues. And you have a new little baby, which just seem actually quite appropriate and, and right that in this year where we've lost people, uh, I've lost I've lost people, um, where it's been a very sad year, that you have brought into the world new life, new positivity and something to look forward to. So And a new blue. And a new blue, so um, so a new member of the City family. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who's contributed, some who aren't here today, like Andy and um, Nathan and there's, there's other people and obviously ex-players and all sorts of people who've contributed to the podcast. Thanks to Louisa, to Amy, to the two Adams, uh, to Harlan, who was with us before, and to Tony for this season's or this year's uh, podcast. We will carry on again. Um, hopefully uh, next Sunday we'll do a podcast we record them on Sunday evenings and we certainly will carry on again of course into the new year so have a, a Merry Christmas whether it be religious or just to celebrate the break from from the, the normal grind or the boredom of, of normal life oh a little glimpse of the baby there as well for anybody who's watching on the on the video um, have a great time and uh, no matter what negativity has gone through your life look on the positive side and, uh, and remember that it's always great to be a blue. See you next time.